Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Happy Easter. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. We celebrate it, we live it, we share the good news, the death and resurrection of our Jesus has made a way for us to be free from the penalty of sin and ultimately paving the way for us to have eternal life. The cross and the resurrection are the culmination of the story of our entire universe, the story of all creation, the climax of history, the most important events to ever take place. This changes everything. It changes the lives of the disciples, the greater community of the first centuries, and the history and when we encounter the narrative of the resurrection of Jesus, what is our response? Is it excitement? Is it skepticism? Is it challenging? Perhaps all three of those all mixed together? I recently read about a clothing store in Hollywood, California. They feature used clothing worn by the stars, the rich and the famous. And in the window of the store read a sign before Easter a few years back. Get a second-hand hat for a first-hand Easter. The person who wrote the article took up the opportunity to talk to the owner inside about what a first-hand Easter can be. You know, our gospel reading today is a first-hand account of Easter. It is St. John's account, and he places himself within the story. It was early on a Sunday morning while it was still dark, and Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. Now, the religious and political authorities had placed a large stone in front of the entrance to the tomb so that no one could steal the body because they had heard the rumors that he would maybe rise from the, from the dead and the disciples might try to steal him and so forth. But when Mary got there, she saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, that would be John, the one writing the gospel account. And Mary said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Mary probably thought that the authorities had moved the body of Jesus to another location. And of course, this stirred the curiosity of Peter and John. And you can feel the excitement in the narrative as they ran to the tomb. John got there first. He made note of that in his account, that he was a little bit quicker than Peter. But he did not go in. Peter came and went to the tomb. The linen wrappings were lying there. And then John went in. And the scripture says that he saw and believed. He saw and believed. This was the firsthand account of St. John. When he encountered the tomb. When he first believed. He saw and believed. And this is what we all need. First-hand Easter, not a second-hand conviction of others, not just an inspiration of Easter where the services temporarily inspire us with glorious music that we know and the message of hope, the flowers, the beauty. An authentic Easter is one in which we meet the risen Christ personally, where we believe that the cross of Jesus gives us forgiveness of our sins 
where we truly surrender ourselves to Christ Jesus, when we encounter the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who is alive today and wants to personally be in us by the power of his Holy Spirit. This is the heart of the gospel. Belief. Jesus said, God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, the whole gospel, the good news comes down to belief. Salvation comes down to faith by God's grace. As the scripture says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. That's because we all fall short of God's glory. We call this falling short. We call this sin. We choose to do things our way instead of God's way, fooling ourselves, thinking we know more than God, and we on our own can't get rid of this sin problem. We cannot do enough good things to get rid of sin. We cannot earn enough credits to get rid of sin. We need someone to do it for us, and being that we all have the same problem called sin, we need someone who is not under the curse of sin to fix the problem. And that person is Jesus Christ who died for our sins and rose again on that resurrection morning. And what must we do to be saved from our sin? As it says in Romans, we must declare with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, and we will be saved. We don't have to understand everything, but through belief we begin to understand the things of God. We were reminded in the talk that Marianne Rebel gave on Good Friday on the seven last words of Jesus. She quoted St. Augustine from the fourth century. And he wrote this, Understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore, seek not to understand that you may believe, rather believe that you may understand. You see, in the things of God, belief so often comes before understanding. One of the best books I have read in recent years is the classic Richard Adams book, Watership Down. It's a wonderful story of adventure and brotherhood. It tells the story of a group of rabbits who left their burrow to seek a new life miles away from the only land they had ever known. They leave because of a certain rabbit. Name was Fiber, the runt of the group, who had a vision of coming destruction to the land that contained their burrow. The band of rabbits that followed Fiber left believing that it was the best decision, despite the hardships and difficulties it may cost them. It was their belief that brought them to a new place and saved them. It's just like one of the it's just one of the many themes in the story. But I like how this belief and this faith drove them in their journey, driving them toward their hopes and their dreams. You see, it is belief in God, it is faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that sheds light on the activity of God in this world. Another one of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis, wrote in his book, Mere Christianity. He said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen 
Not only because I see it, because by it I see everything else. Belief in our Lord Jesus is like this, which is Lewis's point. Belief in Jesus Christ shapes the way we see everything else. In fact, our calling is to believe in Jesus. St. John wrote in his gospel, then they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So I ask you today, what do you believe? More specifically, what do you believe about Jesus Christ? How you answer that question is of the utmost importance. Pray that you have a childlike faith, trusting in God, believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. May we run to the tomb just like Peter and John for that first-hand encounter. Even if we run with our doubts, our questions, our uncertainties, may we run toward that tomb. Because by the light of Christ, we see light. As the psalmist David said, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. And in the words of the prophet Jeremiah, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. May we believe this day. Hallelujah, Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.